0: The problem in fitness is there's no structure. It's very hard to structure something. You that, brought this you
1: know, up the other day, yeah. There's
0: a thousand ways to work out. There's no proper way to work out. Right. See, see multiple people, see their credentials. Don't sign a contract. Yeah. Um, talk yeah. to some of their other clients. I mean, there's Amen. nothing wrong with that, dude. If you if you follow someone on you know Instagram and they're they were working out, they're posting people their and they're tagging them, DM them and ask them how is yeah. the training with so-and-so? Like, so just because someone has a bachelor's in kinesiology, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't any mean anything, labels, so yeah. You you train for what you want your body to do. You eat for what you want your body to look like. When you're looking for a trainer, you have to match personality with personality. We get mm-hmm. personality tests. We, we match them Cool. with the yeah. trainer, which
1: personality is going to match yeah. the best. This is a revolution to fight for truth to fight for the people who trust us with their health, and to fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge baseless trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be the catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Impetus Health. hey guys welcome to emphasis health i'm sean Hiller. this is my wife ellie Hiller, and we are with matt foster today Thanks, matt man. is he's the man uh he is the ceo of HomeFit. it's a personal training uh group that comes to your home and helps you work out at home um he is the owner of sculpt uh, gym down in downtown birmingham what, what street is it on? uh second avenue basically right next to the posits food hall okay yeah. gotcha second avenue next Pizitz. um he is an issa master trainer personal trainer and he is a former Marine. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Thank we you, appreciate man. It Thank that. you. Thank yeah. you. Um, we wanted to have Matt on the podcast. Uh, Matt's just a great guy first off but he has a Thanks heck ma'am. of a background in fitness and and, and and we consider fitness to be the ground floor of healthcare. So, right. So um, your background and seeing how the industry has gone for the past, how long have you been in it now for uh, fitness?
0: Since 2000, I got out of the Marine Corps in 2012, I jumped right into it so I guess nine years.
1: Nine um, years? Going on nine years. Nine so. years yeah. in fitness and you have been in every little different corner of it too. So I wanna get into that and kinda of get your perspective on where fitness is and everything. But before we get into any of that, if you could give us a little bit of your background in athletics and fitness and training and just kinda of catch us up to where you are now.
0: Sure, um, I guess I got my start in the fitness, I guess learning about fitness whenever I was in the military.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Um, I went on two combat deployments to Afghanistan and obviously that comes with its own challenges, but at the same time, I learned kind of early that you need to train your body a certain way for a certain task. And so yeah. whenever you go on a deployment, you do what's called a workup. You would go, we went to the uh, Mojave Desert and we do gun ranges and we do all these uh, things to get ready for combat, but that also includes your PT, running, all this type of stuff. Yeah. And so how it's structured is the squad leader is actually in charge of all of the PT that's done. <laughs> so during our first deployment, my squad leader loved running. So all we did was run.
2: We're oh, running man. 10,
0: 12 miles a day, great shape. I was a gazelle. Everyone was a gazelle. You know, we're <laughs> here just getting after it. Well, we get to the gun ranges in Mojave Desert, and I'm dying. I'm gassed. I can't carry the weight. I can't.
3: Uh, is that I'm, like grunt work?
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, I was a combat engineer, which means we dealt with explosives. We were a platoon of 45 combat engineers attached to a battalion of 1,000 Marines.
3: Oh, wow.
0: So we were kind of like... Uh, just thrown out all over the place. Yeah. So we, we, we're the ones that did the mine sweeping. That's oh, what we did. Before so everybody else came here. Looking for yeah. yeah. like the IEDs. That's correct. That's what <gasps> we did. That's and we so found cool. them and blew them up. So we would carry explosives and stuff like that. Wow. But, and so on that first deployment, all we did was run. And we did the gun ranges, and it was, you know, and we get to deployment, and dude, I was tired, man. My, my body was just wore out.
1: You were so specialized for
2: running. Yeah, man. I just yeah. wasn't
0: really prepared. But at the same time, I was 19. Mm. And when you're 19, you, you handle should, it. You do <laughs> so we we get back and we have a very short turnaround to that second deployment. And now I got promoted to squad leader, so okay. mm. I'm 20 years old. I got 10, 12 Marines I'm in charge of Dang. getting ready for this deployment. And we had like two months off. I got eye surgery, mm-hmm. so I had a little downtime. And all I did was research. I'm like, well, what do I need to do to make this more, you know, to make this better? Mm. Yeah. And we knew this deployment was going to be a lot. More of the foot patrol, the heavier carrying lots of loads. So I researched, actually got certified. Okay. And we were the only squad to go to the gym. Mm. We went to the gym. We did a functional training. I didn't know anything, dude. I Heck didn't know anything. Yeah. But we did nice. like a functional training style split of yeah. push pull lower type yeah. stuff. You know, it was probably absolute trash you know, <laughs> knowing what I know now. But we did something other than that. I did conditioning too. And it was way better, man. Like we were way more prepared way more prepared and and able to carry weight better and and be able to to last through like a you know 12 hour patrol a lot easier than i did the first time so that's whenever i started to realize the importance of training for your body and what you're actually doing um so so that's that's how that that's how i got my initial exposure to you know working out and you know to fitness and then i got out in 2012 been in the industry ever since i've lived in mississippi arizona now here um i've owned a gym owned a training studio i've trained in a big box gym i've trained mm-hmm. at a, a personal training studio i've during the pandemic had no gym mm-hmm. to go to um done online coaching virtual training and, and yada 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 and now i've lived in birmingham i guess two and a half years now and now the ceo of uh, you know home fit yeah. and, and owner of a gym, and uh, now I'm sitting here with you. It's big, <laughs> so, it's big. Yeah, that's you.
3: incredible. You've been touched touch almost every point of the fitness industry, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, but kind of catch us up, or let us know what HomeFit is, and then the difference in HomeFit and Sculpt.
0: So, mm-hmm. HomeFit was started eight years ago by a guy named Cody Robinson, one of my mm-hmm. good friends, my business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly intelligent guy, and he saw a need for it. He is the type of guy, I swear, he sees things way before. Mm. They actually
2: Visionary. come.
0: Yes. Yeah. So he he saw a need for in-home training here in Birmingham eight years ago,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I've kind of I love numbers, mm-hmm. I love them. I love the business side of stuff. Not mm-hmm. saying I'm good at it, but that's what I enjoy. Do- you know, that's what I enjoy doing. So I took over that CEO spot last February, right before the pandemic hit. Oh, oh, man. Man. Yeah, so it was super fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But we do in-home personal training. Okay. We cater to. Um, Best way to put it, executives, CEOs, VPs, C-suite level guys who are high functioning up at 6 a.m. or have to be at work at 6 a.m. constantly working. We come to their house, we train them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also work with individuals that uh, might have some type of fear of going to the gym or Mm -hmm. haven't trained in a long time. or don't have the time to go to the gym. Maybe you have kids and, and can't find that, that gym for them that can uh, take childcare and then be able to work out in their time span. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. Um, cool. And it's a company that's grown. It grew a lot last year. That's ton. Um, yeah. We're actually changing the vision, I guess the structure and the model of the company. We're switching to more of a franchise model now. Wow. Cool. Okay. So we're yeah. going through that process. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, we're really excited about that. And then from the gym space, I swore to myself I would never own a gym again. <laughs> I did. Because you've done that. I, and I, and I, I told myself I would never do that again. Mm-hmm. Really? But I have had several So I talk to trainers all over. Like Yeah. You know, um, we, have a, we have a team with HomeFit in Nashville. We have a team in Huntsville. We have a team here. We have a few trainers in Austin. And we're wanting to expand. We're always. So how I look at HomeFit, you can literally take a map of the United States, take a dart, throw it at it. Find one or two trainers and HomeFit's born.
2: Wow! It's yeah.
0: literally how simple it is. That's awesome. That's yeah. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so we talked to trainers all over the place, and I spoke to a few. With Sculpt, we we're wanting to bring in some trainers, mm-hmm. and because I am a firm believer that every gym thrives off of their trainers. Amen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And um, after speaking with several trainers, it's really apparent to me that the gym the gym industry is not cohesive with the personal training industry at all mm. as far as what they pay their trainers. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And it, mm-hmm. quite frankly, pisses me off.
3: Like <laughs> a, like a commission-based type thing? Is that?
0: Well, so I'll just give you a story. I yeah. talked to a guy last week or two weeks ago. He's coming on with us at Sculpt. He does some training with us at HomeFit as well. He was working at two training studios, two gyms here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a Degree in kinesiology, he's got two different certifications. One, because one gym wanted him to get that certification, and they pay him $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. I told him to quit immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember and the Facebook did. post you put out about and he that. Did. he did. that, yeah. And come to find out, that's very common. You've got yeah. head trainers at, at these gyms here, you know, making 20 bucks an hour. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculous. Yeah? I'm sorry, but it is. Yeah. Um, but I also understand business. Mm-hmm. Gyms have more risk. You, you, you've got bills to pay. You, you've got equipment to pay for that, that you, you have to keep the lights on.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, at the same time, you know, you, and I stress to trainers all the time, you can make more money on your own than you could ever work in for someone else,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which that's kind of a gray area, and I understand it's a gray area, mm-hmm. but that's why we decided to buy sculpts. Mm -hmm. and you know Destin's business has really taken off and Sculpt is mainly for young professionals
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's
0: who that's who we want to cater that to it's a young hip vibe we've got graffiti on the walls loud music you know that's what we that's what we're going for we want a, a very close community you know you know, kind of feel.
3: Is it classes or personal training still?
0: No class, no class. So it's personal training. It's okay. strictly personal training. How it was structured now, so that gym's actually been there for a year and a half. It was oh. ran by Chris and Josh McCoy. Incredibly nice people. Mm-hmm. They're moving to Hayden. They're opening mm-hmm. up like a, a, I wish I knew the name of it so I could plug it, but they're mm-hmm. opening up a really cool facility there
3: Cool.
0: that's actually going to offer free training to high school students.
3: That's oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's
0: really, really nice. That's neat. awesome. Heart of Gold of people, right? And so they they kind of had it where it was just personal training, and mm-hmm. we're we're going to transition it to more of a twenty four hour access gym facility with personal training as well, right? Okay. And bring in
1: trainers, and we're going to structure it way different. Okay, I right. said this this is for trainers, like this place. Really, the way you tell me is yeah, it's so, for trainers to bring their people. <clears throat> that's to, correct. Really There's right. only
0: one other studio that I know, training studio that I know here, mm-hmm. that. Is structured this way. We don't. We're the the gym is not going to take any of the training money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, you know, even with HomeFit, we're very much about. I'm a firm believer. You got to have your own brand. Yeah. You you have got to establish your footprint. Got to build somewhere. a brand. I agree. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to help trainers because I love that side of it. Help them grow their business. Yeah. yeah. Help them establish a footprint, you know, like a digital footprint, whatever. And the and the trainers just pay a flat rate fee.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And you charge as much as you want, you train as much as you want, the only stipulation is everyone has to be a member. Mm. That's it. That's cool. You know, so if you, um, uh, for example, you pay 500 bucks a month and you, doesn't matter if you have five clients or 50, Yeah. Uh, you charge what you want. Mm. And that's how we're going to structure it. It's awesome. And to me, it's way better. Mm-hmm. It, it gives them incentives. Yeah. That's the reason why the trainer turnover is so high yeah. in gyms. It's awful. And because they don't get paid any money. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Let me ask you, I have a a curveball question I want to ask. So if, and I'm I'm presenting this question in the sense that with the presupposition that you think that fitness is healthcare. Would you agree with that?
0: Well, uh, (laughs) so I think when you talk about, (laughs) I think when you talk about healthcare and you talk about fitness, Mm -hmm. we got, we got to break down what those things are. Yeah. So I think, you know, um, health and fitness which is labeled health and fitness you mm. take health throw it over here take fitness throw it over here i think fitness have to say, okay what is fitness mm. now the fitness industry as a whole is a two billion dollar industry mm, it's huge it's it's insane. okay but what is it comprised of so let's break it up into little subcategories you have the gym industry mm-hmm. you have the personal training industry you have online industry you have in-home industry and you have group group training industry there, there are five different things some There's of them are intertwined Mm-hmm. But let's look at the gym industry. What's the average costly, uh, you know, what's the average cost of a membership right now across America? What's the retail space look like right now? Mm-hmm. How much does fitness equipment cost? Is the there's a rise in fitness equipment costs affecting gym memberships? What does that look like? Now let's look at personal training. What does it cost to get certified now? How long does it take?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the growth track of that job? It used to be really high. Is it still high? Yeah. You have to establish all those. Group training, is CrossFit gonna to continue to dominate that space?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or is Orange Theory, Iron Tribe, and all these other
2: yeah. places
0: gonna be able to infiltrate? Mm-hmm. How is social media gonna affect that? Yeah. You gotta look at those, those instances in each of those categories. In-home training is Peloton, the future of mm-hmm. fitness. Yeah. Is Mirror, Echelon, all those different spaces, are those the future? But I think when you talk about like, fitness industry, mm-hmm. it's so broad, you have to break it down. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, yeah. So let's look at health now, or health care. In my opinion, it could be different you know, mm-hmm. for, for, you know, for y'all. I, I look at like physical therapy, chiropractic, massage therapy. I throw yoga in there because it can fix a lot of those problems. It's mm-hmm. also in the fitness industry as well. Yeah. Um, uh, cryotherapy, I throw that in because it's so big in mm-hmm. athletes right now. I throw all of those things in there.
3: Would you include like obviously hospital and like acute care staff? No, side? he's
0: dividing. Well, it up that's right that, I think that's a different subcat. I don't know enough about that subspace. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, you yeah. guys please enlighten me on that on that side. Yeah. But I think when you say what's the relationship between the healthcare and fitness, you gotta talk. You gotta ask what what area are
2: you talking Got about?
3: Got it. Okay, so you're so ta- we're
1: we're speaking about you're t- and this is great. You're talking about the business end of it. We're right. talking about for the individual as far as like as someone who's starting like healthcare being like the the, the health that you are in right now as a person starting from instead The first steps coming in, a lot of people consider their first steps in the healthcare as their first step into a doctor's office. My body has a problem, and now I've got to go get this problem solved, as opposed to preemptively trying to address trying to get into a state of fitness. Like keeping people
3: longevity, just overall health, keeping people out of the hospital. Think
1: backwards. Okay.
0: What's the first encounter most people have with their body?
3: Sickness, or they realize they can't do something.
0: What's at a gym? Oh, okay for me it's at a gym so I'd probably say four out of five people their first encounter is with a fitness professional okay it's like if okay. you go I think there's two and they're two totally opposite ends of mm-hmm. the you know gym and like uh space of you know working out CrossFit does a fantastic job if you go into CrossFit you have certain things you have to do before you go into something else mm-hmm. they have a structure
2: mm-hmm.
0: Planet Fitness you go in, they show you how to do every machine. They have a structure to it. Mm-hmm. They don't have personal training, but they will show you how to properly use every little sit down machine that you do. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem in fitness is there's no structure. It's very hard to structure something. You that brought you this know. up there today. Yeah. There's a thousand ways to work out. There's no proper way to work out. Right. Mm-hmm. What you guys are talking about, is it more, are you talking about more like in,
1: as you age? I've seen it, we've just seen it more as a lot of people's first steps into having something with their body is when something has happened to their body like right. they've gotten sick they've they've broken something and then they go to the doctor and they haven't especially in Alabama they haven't been doing much for their health care right. much for or their Or they'll fitness. get their
3: annual back and their blood work is crap and their blood or crazy. they're walking up the stairs and they're winded and they're like crap yeah. i got to do something I've spiraled you know yeah. um, and it's like they get to this point where they're like okay now i got to focus on my health and nutrition and yeah. the reason I ask that is is just this because I just want to ask your opinion on if we're talking about health care, like you know, when I worked in the ER and like saw people who were kind of at a, re- a low in mm-hmm. health and fitness from chronic disease, not just like breaking their ankle or something,
2: mm-hmm.
3: nurses get paid on average like 23 an hour. Okay, personal trainers, not personal trainers, any most people in the fitness industry, like, if you're coaching a class, like mm-hmm. at CrossFit, it's like 20 an hour, right? Okay, so if we're comparing the two both trying to push people towards health like do I'm just curious to see what you think comparatively if nurses are getting paid like 23 an hour like what should a trainer get paid are they more like a doctor should they get paid higher or are they like more like kind of like nurses like still helping people or should they get paid around that average like I'm just curious kind it's of a
0: fantastic question um well I think we can all agree here that like teachers nurses and all of them don't get paid super anything. unpaid police officers <laughs> absolutely oh totally guys can get paid absolutely my only my only rebuttal to that I guess it would be was you have uh, the benefits and job security being a nurse yeah
3: totally agree.
0: personal trainers there's is, nothing, it, there's nothing. You don't you're doing your own the,
3: marketing yeah. everything
0: so that's the that's kind of the the red line and most of them are 1099 so you got to pay your taxes you don't, mm-hmm. most don't know how to do their taxes most don't know how to market themselves right. and most of them end up falling on their face because they don't they don't know how to do that stuff mm-hmm. yeah personal trainers are terrible at business it's it's just it's it's across the board Mm -hmm. and i don't know exactly why but nurses need to get paid more money because they're who people see yeah that's who people see same trainers is who people see
3: love that answer yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. you need
0: to pay the the people it's 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 the same how like our our entire global economic system
1: is structured you own something you
0: get paid more money than the actual people that, that you know people see doing the That's groundwork. Right.
1: That's correct. So, let me ask you this. If <laughs> we if and I love what you how you're going with this. If we are trying to make fix that system. So, if people are like you said Mingo, a lot of people that you see have tried to their first encounter in healthcare is into fitness, is seeing yeah. seeing a trainer or something like that. If that is the first person they see Especially with all your background being in different spaces, how can we make that level, if, there, if my first person I'm going to see in healthcare is a fitness professional, how can we make that level very succinct to allow that person to enter into healthcare the right way Love and not beat themselves up? Not, not that, but like how does someone enter into the fitness side of things the right way compared to what you've seen? You can tell us what you've seen and how you've seen the bad and the good of it.
0: Um. I'm trying not to name names. I don't
1: want <laughs> to <wanna> plug anybody. <laughs> OK, I'll use this, LA Fitness, for example. Okay. If you
0: go into LA Fitness, you're going to work probably 16 hours a day. You're going to make <laughs> cold calls all day, constantly, never ending, you get burnt out. Mm-hmm. If you want to um, get a higher pay raise, maybe $2, $3 an hour, you've got to take one of their courses that you pay for. You have to pay for your uniforms to train people in their facility, mm-hmm. it's crap. Yeah. So you get rid of big box gyms.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you get rid of global, global big gyms. Hmm. That's how I, I mean, CrossFit has been successful for a reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's locally owned. Mm-hmm. There are people actually care about what you have going on, right? mm-hmm. or, or their members, or however it's you know, structured. Mm-hmm. But that's a great question. And that kind of, you know, uh, in my opinion, the fitness industry is the most unregulated industry in global economics. It is. Mm. You do not have to be. all the gym owners listening and people listening you do not have to be certified to train somebody it's not a law yeah really you don't know you do not have to have x y how many credentials and certifications do you have have? (sighs) i got a lot (laughs) exactly to do what you do Mm -hmm. and personal trainers do very similar things Mm -hmm. you do more of the the more in-depth more but your people are are safe and and you don't deal with injuries and all that stuff because you're educated and you have credentials and you know that you know what you're doing yeah you do not have to be certified. It's not a law. If yeah. someone
3: gets hurt doing like a certain personal trainer's program, like they can't sue on legal grounds. No, they can't sue. If, if they you're can. not certified. Yeah.
1: So the, what, yeah, your, okay. what your certification oh. really does is it allows you to. <laughs> well,
3: I get one. <laughs> well,
1: if you have certification, you can get the liability insurance to go with it. Yeah, but you, yeah but you can get <laughs> you can get you personal li- trainer yeah. insurance without being certified. Really? Yeah. Yes.
3: That's so interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. If if that's where, if that's where we're at, and I know you talked about this when we sat down there today, you brought this up a little bit. Yeah. There is a fine line, and uh, between having a label, just having a label, and training or doing anything. I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm not big on labels. Uh, I'm really a big believer in if you are a practitioner of whatever field, are you following the research? Are you right. doing what actually works, or are you doing a bunch of gimmicks? Right. So. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how do we avoid the gimmicks?
3: <laughs> Wait. Can I ask you on um, that guy? Do y'all see that YouTube ad where he's like, gives you like a um a program for your body type, and he's like, yeah. this oh, is like, yeah. like yeah. what? Like people fall for that.
0: But that guy is a marketer. He's not in the fitness space. Yeah. Right.
3: And he's making a crap. He's ton a of money?
0: marketing. He, he's figured out marketing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just speaking of what your gimmicks, mm-hmm. I don't know if you. I know you guys saw it. The, the six-week crap that was going around Birmingham for about a year.
1: What? Which one? Six six all
0: the gyms were running the six-week. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey Birmingham. Looking for... Yeah, do a (laughs) backflip, hey Birmingham, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I've seen several of those individual people who have done the six-week thing and and Mm -hmm. got in there, paid their money, and then that was it.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, there's no six-week. It's not six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. It's fix me in 30 days. I have a wedding in 30 days. And the reason why people have that mentality is because they see six week crap promoted by people who pay yeah and have a fitness facility and are supposed to be in charge and 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 be responsible on how they run yeah.
1: their Absolutely. business
0: yeah and there's nothing wrong with you know running a a promotion to get people in there
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
0: it's all about how you handle those people once you get them in there and what you do with them after right mm-hmm. you know that and again that's why CrossFit's been so successful mm-hmm. they actually care about the people that they work with yeah and you can't no one, no matter what you say about CrossFit, can deny that about their model and their structure. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just how so it is. So what it
3: sounds like the the bottom line is, and a lot of the stuff you're saying is, like, the difference in good fitness and, like, poor quality fitness is a personal aspect, right? Like That's getting, correct. Getting to know the client. I'm
0: telling you right now, mm-hmm. most people hire a personal trainer to get in shape. They stick with a personal trainer because they love them. Yes. That's right. Yeah. That's it. I agree. They don't... People follow people. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to stay because they love the gym. Yeah. They're going to stay because they love that particular person.
2: Yeah. It's the same
0: with in-home training. The client, the first client I sent you over here, Mm -hmm. the one we have with the ankle issue. Yes. I go to her house five times a week. Most Mm. of the time I just move plants around. (laughs) honestly <laughs> that's awesome. whenever the storms hit she wanted me to, i spend an hour storm proofing her house that's
2: the awesome. next day i spent
0: an hour proofing her house. <laughs> <laughs> but she appreciates that aspect and for me it's yeah. like as long as you're moving at 75 years old yeah yeah love it amen that's Excellent. awesome that's right but to speak to that level it's all of a personal aspect but to get certified as a personal trainer it's a piece of paper it takes you five weeks open book
1: mm-hmm. doesn't do anything and I think gimmicks, like we talked about this, are going to exist in every realm. No matter what's going on, it's going to be everywhere. And we, so from, from all the way from the ground floor of, again, of healthcare being fitness, there's gimmicks there all the way up to the top level surgeons. There, Mm -hmm. there's gimmicks there. And I think what I've seen is, people get sick of gimmicks because they don't work so eventually either one or two things happen they go gimmick after gimmick after gimmick and they get in this world of world this place where they think nothing's gonna gonna help and that's a bad place to be because there are things out there that can help so they just wrap the whole system off and then you have the people who go gimmick gimmick and then say I've got to switch course something's got to change and they find someone who's doing things what we consider to be the right way you just answered
0: you just basically solved everything you're finding someone, not some place. Yeah, finding someone. Yes. and that's all it is, man. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I mean, you, you know, it, it's not hard to be successful in the fitness industry, but it's very hard to have su- sustained success yeah. in the yeah. fitness industry. Yeah, and to kind of speak back to your original question about the relationship between healthcare and the fitness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've sent you a, a couple of clients
2: mm-hmm.
0: that that not only benefits, you know benefits all parties, you, yep. me, and my client. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to realize this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you have to be, and there's not a lot of people that are comfortable with their business that are in the fitness space. Because mm-hmm. it's very cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, is, it is dog eat dog world type thing. It is. Mm-hmm. So the mentality of, for me, I can send a client to you, a professional in that area.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Old Matthew would say, man, is, is he going to take my client? Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to be hard for me <laughs> to get that client back? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just, I'll do this on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas to now it's like, I'm going to send, you know, this person has an injury, Mm -hmm. more or less work related. I'm going to send him over to Sean. Sean knows what he's doing. He's going to take care of my client. And instead of me going home and spending two or three hours researching that particular injury that I Mm -hmm. may or may not Mm -hmm. be able to fix, I'm going to spend two or three hours researching marketing, how I can obtain more clients
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. as
0: opposed to. And there's a lot. it's Same that's with cool. you. Yeah. Same with you, though.
2: Yeah. And like, it, w- that's
1: why, too. on you know, our side of things, when you send it, like our whole thing is, if people stop moving, regardless of the injury, too. So right. most when we get somebody from from anyone, I want them to stay doing something. Right. So like when you send to somebody, we try. I try to make sure that they're continuing to come to you. And because it's mm, so another topic. Another it. topic. But if someone's injured, an injury is one thing, but to stop moving. That brings everything else back up. The that's water right. levels start to lower, and the icebergs start to peak up at the top. That's right. And we got to stop that, anyways. That's another topic, but th- we don't want the. Well, speaking different. on you too, with with, yeah. with what you're doing, yeah. Uh, uh, Nutrition.
0: Yeah, I could I could sit down and spend an hour or two creating a meal plan for one of my clients, where I can send them to you and spend an hour or two trying to find more clients. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's just and but a lot of trainers they can't because they're 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 like man it's if I cr- yeah mm-hmm. they're, they're like man if I send if I send a client to Ellie for nutrition she might rope them into online coaching and then I'll lose a client yeah. right you know right. you know how do you fix that because I think that is your that's your answer to healthcare. yeah, yeah. that's being a, able to
3: delegate to certain people right. this is um, kind of a follow-up question I have on that because I've struggled with this line between um, trying to be so personal and so local to a point that people know I'm not a franchise I'm not weight Watchers I'm not mm-hmm. you know we're not these huge globo gems, but how do you market? Like, it's so hard for me to find this line between like not pushing like a gimmick like gimmick like marketing strategy, but like how do people find you? Is it word of mouth? Like, what what is y'all? What have y'all? How have you found marketing? without well, being gimmicky
0: well as far as like it's sounding gimmicky money makes people funny i know you've heard of that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you make a lot of money you start to do other things to make money yeah. and, and you start acting funny you start to come up with gimmicks and gigs and yeah. whatever i truly believe if you're true to what you do the people will come to you yeah, yeah. and it's word of mouth It's old school marketing yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's you work with someone you see success they tell their friend they tell their friend and every person that i meet or start training with or whatever Knows a whole group of people that I do not know
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you know you figure out we made a strategic switch with homefit because try try marketing to a try marketing for a company that works with high level private individuals that do not want to be on social media mm-hmm. <laughs> that are not on social media mm-hmm. How do you market to people like that yeah, you ask them yeah who who are you having wine with who 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 do you watch the Super Bowl with yeah mm-hmm. who are you you know going on vacations with yeah, and they'll tell you
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They'll straight, and they know those individuals. Yeah. They know, you know, uh, that, that they can afford the services or they're looking for the services or whatever. You have to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, Chambers of Commerce have, have gone way downhill. Mm-hmm. Because they became gimmicky, they came give me money and, and you know, I'll put on an event for you and I may or may not promote it for you and you know it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Marketing right now is very difficult without sending gimmicky.
3: Yeah, because I've just found there's a correlation between the people that are like not not in all cases, but the really, really great marketers are not typically not the best trainers, you know
0: No, they're not. And yeah. it's
3: almost like they're funneling all their time and energy into marketing. Correct. whereas these specialists that are so good at training, they don't have the time to market.
0: Yeah, but who's making more money?
3: I don't know. Well,
0: that's a great question. I'm motivated by money. Yeah, I, I, It came. It, yeah, it took me a couple of years to yeah. realize that, so it became, to, to become okay with that, that like yeah. I'm motivated by money. So I look at a lot of people, you see these guys on Instagram, they're doing this, they're not making no money.
2: Really? No.
0: <laughs> they're they're putting on a big fat show to show that they are making money. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. Look, if you're able to fill your book up <clears throat> with 10 to 12 clients a day, you're making money.
3: Yeah. Yeah. no matter
0: what you're doing whether whatever space you're in whatever <coughs> but if you can if you're able to sit around on a computer all day and create that's gimmicks are you I'm making saying. money yeah.
1: yeah you're not and but, it, it, that, that kind of goes along with the type of gimmick things but sadly there are several gimmicks that i, I can bring up the, the gimmick that's on my mind the number one performed orthopedic surgery um, <coughs> in all of healthcare is a uh, is a <coughs> uh, a oh yeah so and what research tells us is, is, is go in there and an e-scope is you take a little arth- uh, a, a, a camera and you go in and then you look to see what's frayed. Normally what happens when you go in there is they shave some what's off, go ahead and clean up the joint space. Um, after you have an e-scope, after you've cleaned up the joint space, maybe you've had a little bit of a meniscectomy where they take some of the pieces out, um, both of those surgeries either way. but. Depression goes up 43% wow. um, in the next year. Uh, after one year, people are not better off at all, like actually worse off. Things like 12%, they say that their pain levels are higher. Um, but they're not any better after one year. And that's the most commonly performed orthopedic surgery out there. That's a, that's a gimmick that makes more money than anything. Now. Sure. And we have <coughs> about a decade worth of research saying we need to stop.
0: So who's in charge of that, though? Who's pushing that down?
1: The the doctors, I guess. you oh, it's, yeah, surgeons. it's the surgeons. Yeah, the surgeons. So the entire that entire healthcare industry is set up to be. And there's I'm I'm making
2: general
3: claims. The care. money maker of healthcare is surgery. Yes, I'm making yeah. g- I'm making it's general not general, general claims. <laughs> it's there's, there's
1: some practitioners, surgeons, non-op docs who do this the right way, but typically it works. Uh, the sur- they have set up a system to where all of the people in that system are pushing person A toward getting that surgery. Right. Toward getting that surgery. So. The guideline is, okay, you have this going on with your knee that sends you to PT for two months, but the physical therapy you're going to is someone who's under the surgeon, who is in the same group as the surgeon. They have a little piece of paper they pull off the wall, that's their protocol, just to have you go through some range of motion stuff, maybe put you on ice, heat, e-stem for the next two months. So you go for two months, you feel a little bit better, but nothing really. And then you go back to the doctor, hey, I'm, man, your meniscus is still afraid, Let's, let's book this surgery. Go have surgery, boom. You're in the system again. A year later, every time you have a surgery, in sh- your chance of having a total knee operation go way up. So they've got they've written your name down for their marketing plan. In the next five years, we need to reach out to someone so see "How that knee's doing." So it is a convoluted, positive feedback loop for a lot of negative things, and that's that's one of the greatest gimmicks out there. Yeah. Um, but that's all through the entire system. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, and this comes back to the fitness professional side of things, it's the practitioner themselves who are pushing these things that have no backing to them, have no research back claims. In fact, they have negative claims. Right. How does the civilian mm-hmm. know? If, I have, if my car has a problem, and yeah, I have take,
0: to take it to a, a 10 mechanic minute expo- and, and express your yeah, mechanic
3: I buy everything they tell me.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm like, <laughs> I need new ones to <laughs> The mechanic says, man, your car stinks. Get an air fresher. Okay, you I'll got it, buddy. Yes. Let's go. How, did, how do they know as a civilian? And I, I, I see that, again, there's great practitioners and there's bad practitioners. Our goal and one, one thing we want to do is help educate people on what is actually going on. So from your perspective in the fitness injury and, and, and industry, how do you, as a civilian, pick out the person who's doing things the right way versus, versus like you mentioned, the Globo Gym who's just kind of you into the woods. How do you pick that out? How do you go to find the right fit for you? In what, in what aspect? And, in, and you're entering into the fitness. You said a lot of your people, the first time they get to know their body is by going to a fitness professional. Right. Like so for ha- people
3: to train or for people for him to for, hire? For
1: people to train. For people to train. To find find a trainer. To find find one of your trainers oh, you're saying how ver- they versus to- going into a globo gym. What would you say to somebody who woke up today and like, I want to start my fitness journey today. Right. What would you say to them? Wow, that's a great, great question. <laughs> to avoid the gimmicks. To avoid all the nonsense. Well, I'll
0: tell you, if you're looking to hire a trainer, always have a free session. Don't ever, let, don't ever pay anything before you go in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, see multiple people. See their credentials. Don't sign a contract. Yeah. Um, talk yeah. to some of their other clients I mean there's Amen. nothing wrong with that dude if you if you follow someone on you know Instagram and they're they're working out and they're posting people and they're tagging them DM them and ask them mm-hmm. was yeah. the training with so-and-so you know like see their credentials see what they're doing mm-hmm. I'm not big on credentials as much as I am experienced I think experience trumps a piece of paper in my opinion totally. not I'm saying it's, yeah. it's wrong totally um but you know, and you know, honestly, just because someone has a bachelor's in kinesiology there doesn't mean anything.
1: <laughs> anything. Label the, yeah.
0: the best trainer I've ever met in my life looked like he never worked out in his, in his life.
1: <laughs> he
0: didn't. He, did. he yeah. was not in shape. Yeah. But he was the best at teaching form, coaching mm-hmm. that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. and I think that's really, I think it's really important. A lot of individuals in the space will work yeah. out themselves do it you know look great it's
3: a good point point. and
0: then say hey buy my online coaching for a hundred bucks a month yeah. yeah yeah put together this cookie cutter program that <laughs> you know
3: yeah
0: because i you know and this kind of speaks to more or less you mm-hmm. training is is it, you you train for what you want your body to do you eat for what you want your body to look like Yep. and that's a huge you know anyone can work out with anybody yeah. it's not freaking hard yeah, yeah. and and so when you're looking for a trainer you have to match personality with personality that's you, true that. we spent we spent hours with HomeFit. Mm-hmm. but how do you get a lead call from someone in brentwood and match them with the trainer you're never going to see them mm-hmm. you, you, you only talk to them on the phone we mm-hmm. get personality tests we, we match them cool with the yeah. trainer which personality is going to match yeah. the best is this person I like a, that. high functioning like high strung individual we don't want to send a a low key <laughs> trainer out there. Yeah. like, I don't want this person. Yeah. yeah. You spend you spend a high strung trainer. That's gonna be lots of energy. That's mm-hmm. cool. Bubbly. Yeah. You have to look at personality when it comes to training. Yeah. I will say with that, location is is big for a, a bunch of people yeah. as well. If you live in Homewood, you know, you're not gonna wanna drive all the way over to Pelham to mm-hmm. work out somewhere or whatever. Yeah. So research, it's just asking clients that they work out with check google reviews they never lie they don't mm-hmm. you're right and you, you got to do your research and never pay for a session man that first session should always be free
2: That's
3: a really
0: I, cool. I like that i like
3: that too and i like these that you said never sign a contract why why never sign a contract because uh, a lot of gyms crap. make you do that
0: contracts are crap <laughs> I they're totally so stupid climate fitness is one of the hardest things to
3: cancel
2: yeah
1: yeah for a reason
3: do you think there's mm-hmm. a reason people make you sign a contract like in the sense like are I mean, they worried that you're going to leave them money for makes mm-hmm. people funny right
1: you're right. That's, I, just, I love that quote. Money
2: yeah. makes people funny. It, it's so That's true good. Though.
0: You got. I mean, Planet Fitness. You know what their gym usage rate is nationwide?
2: What?
0: So out of 100% meaning every member works out. How, mm-hmm. What percentage of the people that are a member at Planet Fitness work out?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Since you're bringing it up, I'm gonna say something super low. I'm gonna say 20%. Uh, 19. Like three and
3: a half. Oh my! But God. you know why? Because like,
0: oh it took me forever to realize. Like, how on the Heck, are they making this work with $10 a month? Yeah. Well, it's because 3.5% of the people are using it. You don't cancel $10. Yeah, yeah that's never a Netflix subscription. $10. That's right. And you look at, uh, I mean, shoot, Peloton and what Apple's doing now with, with yeah. their virtual training space. I mean, yep. It's like six bucks a month. You're yeah. never
3: going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. You can buy the Peloton app for like $14 a month and without a Peloton. Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's a total game changer, mm-hmm. but it's. it's Never sign a contract for personal training, and that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's dumb.
3: And I tell all my clients, too, and I'm giving them, like, a free call over the phone. I, the, one of the first things I say is there's no contract. You can cancel whenever you want as long as it's before the next payment. If it's the day before, call me. We won't charge you the next month. You need to
0: always do a 30-day cancellation.
3: Though. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Why because is that? the reason
0: why that is because you give, have 30 days to find a, a new client to fill, to fill
3: that
2: the void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you and always
3: want and that yeah and that's something i should implement but in the sense of no contracts I, I always feel like it it also just if you have buy-in as the trainer and you know like you trust the process enough to where if they leave because like the personalities aren't driving or they're just not bought into the process like i'll be honest i really just don't want to work with right. someone yeah. So it's a good you said you're, you're process. comfortable
0: in your business. Mm-hmm. Right,
3: right. I know that if I told you know people to do certain things that they're comfortable with doing, ready, willing, and able, all that, then we're gonna be a great match. It's gonna work over time. And if they're are, you know, if they're ready to quit super, super early, then I, it's a good vetting process. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to have right. to fight someone for six months. Yeah, you're not gonna go chase
0: somebody down. Right, right. This is yeah. gonna yeah. right.
3: So I think that I'm glad oh, that's cool. You said that. Um, yeah.
0: You know, and that's when you get into the the different levels of the fitness industry, like the group training. Uh, um, you know great gyms here like iron tribe and orange theory you know, mm-hmm. they, i don't know if they hook you in a contract i know orange theory does
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i mean it's like i think 129 a month or something like that and you're hooked for a year mm-hmm. i mean really? yeah that's a long time to to, to be hooked to a, yeah. a, a place that's not just a 24 it's mm-hmm. not even a 24 7 mm-hmm. access type gym you're yeah. hooked to those classes mm-hmm. if they change their class schedule and it doesn't fit you, you can't get out of that I mean, you sign the contract. Yeah. So I think that's important to
1: to, mm-hmm. to look at. Yeah. Sign I like that. I
3: like
1: yeah. that too. Alright, we got a few questions of what you asked everybody. Before we get those, I want to ask you two other questions. Um, <laughs> so this is and we've touched a lot on both ends of this, but and you can answer this sh- in, a, in a, like a sentence form or however you think would be the best way but what are some I'm going to ask you two things what are some things that the fitness industry does well that you think and what are some things we talked about the poor side but what are some ways that the fitness industry can improve where we are failing right now well,
0: I'm glad you brought that up the fitness industry is so innovative mm-hmm. look at the pandemic I mean look what yeah. the gyms around here did they, they were able to not only continue to take care of their clients but keep the doors open Yeah. there's a lot of gyms that unfortunately did close down you know because it's it's just it's it's, it's tough but yeah the, the fitness industry does it's very innovative yeah, yeah. they're always you, p- people are always figuring out a way to, to help clients reach clients get new people in the door um, keep them going i mean that's the biggest biggest thing that the fitness industry does so 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 well i agree more so than probably any other industry mm-hmm. yeah. i mean it's huge huge to be in our industry i mean mm-hmm. it's that way for a reason yeah um and I think, you know, some of the best marketers are in the fitness space. I mean, you see what happens with Instagram. I mean, there's people that are making a, some that are making a killing, mm. just posting workouts every now and then. But, yeah. yep, you're right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that, I think that would be considered more okay. or less what they do really well. Yeah. Okay.
1: And what would be, would you say that's something that we are failing in as an as a industry in fitness right now that we can improve? What's something you think we can improve with that I we're not doing we really well?
0: Literally cut out the gimmicks. Yeah. I think it would help. Be more real with people. Yeah. Like, hey, it's going to take longer than 30 days, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get what you want to do. Or yeah. You go on the beach in 30 days, I mean, you know, you can lose a couple pounds, and but you're not going to yeah. look like, you know, J-Lo walking around. <laughs> it's just, you know. I'm with you. That's true. you know, I think just being more real and being more honest, and I think yeah. sometimes that's a little scary for, yeah, for you know, trainers
1: and, I, I think space. I think that comes down to knowing your craft, know, being educated in it, knowing actually knowing what works, what I the like research that. says. Yeah,
2: we have to do a better job
0: educating trainers as well as far mm-hmm. as continuing education is concerned. Like I said, there's no law saying you have to be certified. Mm-hmm. Do you have to do continuing education?
1: Do I have yeah. to? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. So, so should we? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely.
0: You know, you can go. That's why I chose ISSA. They have a really good continuing education portal. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of like little classes you can take and. Certifications you can add on to it, but um, and we got to do a better job of, of having information accessible to trainers to help them. Yeah. On the fitness side, but also how to grow their business. Mm-hmm. When you get certified, I mean, it's it's they don't tell you how to get get clients. Car oh yeah. Some of them do. Some of them do. Some of them don't. They don't
1: teach us that PT school. Oh. <laughs> you market yourself. Yeah.
0: How to start a business, file taxes. What is a 1099 What's mm-hmm. W two? Some trainers I've seen that will get in, they'll do a whole year of training and get that 10.99. Like, oh crap!
2: <laughs> now what?
0: <laughs> no, I can't do this. I need to go work for somebody that that takes care. It takes of care of it all. For me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the thing. It's just you got to be educated. You got to have to put yourself out there and really, really focus on yeah. if you really want
1: to be mm-hmm. in this space or not. Yeah. And I will say this to trainers, to any healthcare professional out there: you are working with the human body. Know your craft. Know how to do. It. There's no. There's nothing. I know people who have been ruined by a coach, and I know yeah. people whose life have been changed by a good coach. Absolutely. So be that good coach. I beg of you to treat the human body the right way. Um, and
0: I, I feel like we've talked a lot of, I guess a little bit like you know, like a balance of both good and bad with the industry. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I want to say that the fitness industry is in a very good space right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, go, it's, it's going. It's growing on like really crazy. Cool space. With innovations and what's going on with you know Peloton and Mirror and and the in-home training. Spike and mm-hmm. then you got gyms f- coming back and yeah. Yeah. people are opening up gyms again. I mean, it's really, really good. Yeah, right. I mean, I come from Scottsdale, Arizona, where there's a there's a gym on every block. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> they have. But mm. well, I'm talking about high quality gyms.
1: Yeah, nice,
0: fantastic trainers. It's a different, it's a different.
2: Yeah, yeah. there than than would be considered absolutely down
0: here. You know, totally. eight out of ten people are, are yeah. healthy and fit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Out west,
1: how many <laughs> <You say> that <laughs> about
0: here? oh no. no.
3: south is. It's
1: a different, it's different, right yeah,
3: yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: All right, so questions we ask everybody, Matt, and we're going to end on some of these. We got three, uh, two questions and one quote, right. um, but what right now, what is the best habit you have going for you right now?
0: Oh, I get up early. Mm.
1: I get yep. up real early. I love Four
0: that. so, yeah, I get up early. Maybe like early. To work you're... out
3: or to start working?
0: Or? Well, my first client's typically get 5 a.m., mm-hmm. but I like to get up and, and you know, have my... Thomas Cox is honestly the guy that um, owns huh. the uh, mill fifth thing. Yeah. yeah, this dude, I mean, he's a on Instagram pouring a cup of coffee at like 3.30 in the morning, I'm like, God, i got to get up. Oh my <laughs> i got to get going. But yeah, I, I would say getting up early because, you know, I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm with
3: you. Tim Ferriss and Tribe of Mentors, which I disagree with a lot of stuff he says, but I like a lot of stuff he says too. Um, that's okay. Yeah, yeah I, you can learn a lot from people you completely disagree that's with. That's so true. Yeah. Um, anyway, he read a book called Tribe of Mentors and interviewed, you know, the same 12 questions across the board successful people in every craft whether it's an author whether it's an athlete top crossfitter everyone one of the most commonly said things of all of these successful people is that they wake up early yeah
0: look at everyone every last successful person you probably know yeah except for some young IG influencer <laughs> <laughs> they get up
3: early win the morning win the day that's very nice. Dale
0: Carnegie-ish you get up an hour and a half earlier every day
1: how much Seven can you do? Days, it's ten hours hey, Amen. gaining ten hours of hmm
3: yeah. Sure. Reviews. I think that's
1: awesome. Okay. What are you reading, slash, listening, slash, studying right now? Oh, my franchising.
0: Mm. Yeah. It is a massive world, <laughs> and it is so complex. Mm. Yes. That's. I'm studying that from a business side, from a personal side. I'm listening to the uh, Bible in a Year. Oh, yeah. And that's something I've, I've That's been, awesome. I love yeah. that. Cool. Yeah, Where are you at right now in it? Oh, my God. I'm, I missed a couple of days. But <laughs> I'm pretty, I forget the name of the guy. It's just automatically on my phone, but. I don't know how he explains it man I, I'm a very I have to like kind of mm-hmm. I have to understand
1: it
2: Oh yeah. yeah
0: I have to know the why Yeah I'm Very much like why Why does that make any sense Yeah So yeah. He, he does a good job of Explaining
1: it so. That's awesome I love it. That's good yeah. Alright so we're going to End the episode after you say this But what is one good quote To end the show on <laughs> Money makes people funny
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah money makes people funny That's <laughs> great
1: I, That really is a good quote <laughs>
0: Uh, I think last year taught everybody that you've got to control what you can and don't worry about what you Mm
2: can't.